Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Today we get revenge on a greedy owner who tries to rip off my friend. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, I'm sorry I don't have anyone to relieve you. So I worked for a security company that literally hired the least competent supervisors possible. The one that hired me effed up my payroll and for the duration my W2S had a K as my middle initial. I expected an IRS audit every year because they never fixed it. I was started at a site that paid $12 an hour and after two weeks I was reassigned to another paying minimum wage. I was the only person drug tested since no one else could pass from my work site. I worked for six months overnight graveyard shift when I was supposed to have gotten the first morning shift available. I had school age kids and I needed to work mornings. However, all the new hires were given the morning shifts. After my stupid self agreed to work the new site and lower rate, I guess I deserved it. Enter the new boss. He is an incompetent co-worker promoted to supervisor. I was posted at a $10 an hour site and after six months I was reassigned to a lower paying site. So that shift could go to the boss's new assistant's wife. The assistant and his wife wound up quitting two months later and we lost the higher paying site. My final straw was the last site I worked at. My relief, they arrived and I got to leave, was the most unreliable schmuck ever. Six times I had no one show up till one to four hours after the end of my shift. I was a single parent, my kids got home two hours after my shift ended. They were four and six and essentially alone if I wasn't home on time. My boss's response to me needing to get home to my kids who were going to be alone was, not my problem if you leave you are fired. My immediate family managed to get there on time but barely. I began applying everywhere. My petty revenge. I sent a 12 a.m. email to corporate outlining everything effed up my boss did. I resigned and forwarded him the email. Corporate called the next morning to ask me to reconsider at 7 a.m. I was already on my way to my new job. When my ex-boss called 10 minutes after I hung up with corporate begging me to cover my shift for two weeks so he can find someone, I laughed and said, how's that my problem? If you don't find someone fast, you're fired. The client only kept the contract a week due to lack of coverage, and all contracts in the region were lost five months later. I of course told him I'd file harassment if he ever called again. I told him to lose my number, etc. Our next story is funny thing we saw one morning. My husband and I used to live in a very big building with somewhat of 200 condos. The building was L-shaped and maybe seven stories high. In between the sides of the building was a large parking area. It had enough spots for all the cars belonging to the renters in the building. One neighbor used to persistently park his car in front of the main entrance of the building, which was not an assigned parking spot. He was very proud of his car and was very protective of it. He felt entitled to place his car in that spot. He blocked people in wheelchairs, motor carts, and people with buggies. He didn't care as long as his car was safe, annoying, but we didn't think much of it. One morning my husband and I bumped into him in the main entrance hall. He approached us and asked us if we heard or witnessed something last night or early morning. The guy was close to tears. Someone had damaged his car. We didn't hear or see anything. We went our way, up to work. Outside near his car were two cops sizing the damage to his car. They had a puzzled look on their face. 
As we passed the car, we saw a large and very deep indent in the hood of his car. In the indent, there was resting a seemingly large and heavy iron, the kind you iron your clothes with. My husband's and my eyes got very big, but we kept our composure until we got in our car. We burst out laughing and laughed all the way to work. We'll never forget my neighbor's sad face. Sometimes I feel bad for laughing at his misery, but no, freak him. Our next story is a good fence from a bad neighbor. Not my story, but a friend of mine told me this one recently. She lives on a decently large lot that's been in her family for a couple of generations. It used to be outskirts farmland, but development has been encroaching for a while. Her house was built by her grandparents and she bought it when they both passed. It's kind of old. It needs a ton of work. She's doing it a little at a time as she can afford it. A while ago, the lot next to her was bought by a developer. They cleared the land to dirt and some apartments or something are going up soon. There was a pretty old chain-link fence separating the very long property line and the new landowner decided to replace it with a block wall. He knocked on her door one day to ask if she wanted to go half-seas. She said she'd like to but apologized and said she doesn't have that kind of money. He got pissed she couldn't share the cost and said he was going to tell the contractor not to finish the side of the wall she could see so the mortar would be all glooping out and look terrible. Fast forward to the day the building crew shows up to construct the fence. They knock on her door. The cleared land now has zero water access and they can't complete the job without it. She confirmed with the foreman that the landowner had told them not to finish one side of the fence. The foreman agreed that if they could use her garden hose for the day, they wouldn't make her side look crappy. Not only that, they also paid her $100 cash for the water, which they no doubt then billed to their client as part of the job. Our next story is, I despise people who speed through school zones, so I got revenge. As a kid, I can't tell you how many times I was nearly hit by a car speeding through a school zone. Although it may have been because of personal incompetence on my end, I still saw no reason why people sped through school zones. So I called the non-emergency police line and reported that people were repeatedly speeding around my elementary school. Keep in mind I was in 5th grade at the time. That very next week there was not one, not two, but three cars pulled over for speeding through. Needless to say, my plan had worked. Oh, but this wasn't the only act of petty revenge I've committed. Now I'm an adult. When I go to pick up my girlfriend, I pass by a busy elementary school that always has the sidewalk packed with kids and their parents. Speed limit is normally 35 mph, but with the school zone it's 25 miles per hour. I've witnessed people going upwards of 45, 55 miles per hour through there. Don't get me wrong, I drive fast too, I'm a huge car guy, so speed and horsepower are kinda my thing, but I refuse to speed through school zones. So what I've started doing is purposefully inconveniencing speeders. I'll slow my happy ass down to 15 miles per hour if I see someone speeding. Yesterday, for example, I was passing by the school zone during that school's dismissal and doing 25 miles per hour like a good citizen I am. I see a very nice Corvette Z06 doing about 40 miles per hour behind me. They started tailgating me, so in spite, I slowed down to 15 miles per hour. I even stayed that speed past the school zone, and when I took my turn off the street, I was extraordinarily slow about it. I turned on my blinker, and about a block away from my turn, I started slowly applying the brake, going slower and slower and slower. He was continually flashing his headlights, honking his horn, etc., and I just sat there with a huge smile on my face. I heard him speed off, and all the only feeling I felt was pure joy and happiness. Our next story is, I ended up on a mural facing my ex's window. I thought this was kind of awesome. 
A long time ago, I had a relationship that ended poorly. There was a cheating incident involved and not participated in by me, so that's all I'll say about that. There was a huge fight and then the breakup and then a long period of not seeing each other, I'd say about six months. Here and there, I'd hang with a mutual friend who always gave me all the drama. She hates you. She thinks you're in the wrong for not seeing her side. And then my personal favorite, she thinks you're ugly. I just rolled with it and moved on with my life. Looking back, I chalked that relationship up to crap happens then. My good buddy who is an artist asked if he could use my face as well as several other people's faces for a mural he was painting. It was a move with the record label I work for to team up with him and they got the permits and everything. One day, weeks later, I'm driving through town having only seen texts of the finished product and actually being very impressed at the finished project through photos. I'm at the corner next to where my ex lived and lo and behold I see my ugly mug plastered on the white wall directly facing her window. Anyways, that's my story. Merle only stayed up for a few months, but I take solace in the fact that she got to see my ugly face every day for a good long while. Our next story is Send Satanic Bible to a Jehovah Witness. I have this uncle, Jehovah Witness, and this aunt, Christian. My uncle come one time with others members, Jehovah Witness, and I told him, I'm not interested because I'm atheist. I think this will end there, but no. They come each Saturday to help my soul to be free of Satan claws. I try to be rude, don't work. I try to go and be in another place, don't work. They start to come other days. So I took a plank, glue a Baphomet poster, and took some rotten fruit of my yards, oranges, avocados, ponderosas, panapen, etc., in a bowl like an offering. I think this will end this. But no, it got even worse. Start to come Christians, Pentecostal, Mormons, JW, etc. to my place. Now I have each church in my home every day. I try to put my niece in the no-contact-me list like others suggest, but my uncle, JW, and my aunt, Christian, took like a personal goal to convert me. Past 11 months, they cross my limit. I have two daughters, 14, 8, and start the harassing with them. In a public school, some teachers, Christians like my aunt, start harassing my daughters, they try to force them to pray. I go to school and talk with the social worker and the teachers, but don't work. And the teachers tell all, illegal, to the other's parents in the school, so they start to harassing my daughter. One parent, 68Y, tell my daughter she will go to hello because your mother, me, don't believe. So go to the legal and I win a religious persecution lawsuit. This don't stop my uncle. I ignore him. When the pandemic hit, they start to send letters. I politely answer some, telling I'm in a no-contact list and I don't want more letters. Some stop. I recibe via mail one or two letters per weeks. My uncle continue the harass by mail. So I buy three satanic bibble and send via mail with the satanic temple propaganda I download from internet. Send one Bible to my uncle and one to my aunt. And tell them I have my own Bible and I found my Lord and Savior called Satan on I want to talk and pray for Satan this stop the harass. They don't talk to me anymore. Our next story is the lines designating parking spaces exist for a reason, right? I'm not usually into petty revenge, but this has been happening for a really long time at my campus. People tend to sort of just swing their cars into a spot and get out on the first attempt. Today, there was a chick who parked next to me in a Nissan Sentra with the front of her car on the left white line. I was going to park in the spot on the left as it was the only one remaining in that lot. So I did, but not before inconveniencing her just a little bit. 
I pulled my car in like normal, but then rearranged my position so that I was within my space's lines, but also so that my passenger mirror was about an inch of her driver's side mirror. For the sake of free amusement, I decided to wait and just listen to the radio on accessory power. Next thing you know, I hear a car door open slowly and see her wiggling out of the car. Took her a solid minute to figure out how to get out while not door dinging me. She could have straightened her car out in half the time. She glared at me, so I smiled back at her. I know it was unnecessary, but I'm not a perfect person. Also, parking a car is one of the easier things to do when driving, in my opinion, so it really irritates me when people can't be bothered to do it properly. Our next story is parking pettiness. This story starts a little over three years ago when a new neighbor moved across the street from me. He had five boys, the youngest being 15. At that time, only four lived at home. But then COVID happened and his oldest moved back in with him. As the year went on, his youngest also became 16. Each of these boys had a car as did their dad. That is six cars and they kept only one in their single driveway so they are always parking up and down the street. I frequently had two of them parking in front of my house, but as I wasn't using the area, I didn't mind. This continued for over two years until November of last year. I had a few people over. Just one of the people who came over parked in front of his house. Apparently most of his family was out because the two spaces in front of my house were clear too. When he got home, he apparently started knocking on neighbors' doors to find out who parked in front of his house. When he got to mine, he asked me to have my guest move their vehicle because he needed the spot in front of his house for his family. And after all, as he told me, it is my spot as it is in front of my house. I will say that he wasn't overly aggressive about it, but he was insistent, so my guest did move his vehicle. This kind of pissed me off. So since then, if I come home and they aren't parked in front of my house, I will park there. I also park in the middle so it blocks both spots. Today he finally saw me parking like that and asked why I wasn't parking in my driveway and I simply said, well it is my spot as it is in front of my house. Unfortunately he looked confused so I Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't even think you remember using that line on me six months back. Ah, uh, well, I'm still enjoying being petty. Our next story is, I don't know if I'm wrong for this, but... So, I used to work at a retail store. It was my first retail job, and honestly, I liked it because of the people I got to meet and build connection with. I had regular customers whom I have developed deeper connections with. But as usual, I have had the difficulty ones too. On this fine day, I was put in the registers and we had a huge sales going on, so people have been buying like 30, 100 items and the line was so long that we had to open the second sets of registers. 
I was having an okay-ish day but was putting on brave face for the customers. As I called up the next person online, I saw she had her daughter with her and me being lover of kids, I waved and smiled. But the little girl gave me a dead angry look so I figured she is angry with the world because her mommy didn't buy her anything. But as the mom was placing the items, the little girl grabbed a small round toy and placed it on the countertop so I moved it to the side to scan the big items before scanning the small one. The girl pick it up and shove it on my face saying, you better not put this in a bag okay, you better not put in a bag, you got me. You better not put it, I'm warning you. I grew up with siblings and have met other children who act like they're giving you a warning but are super sweet so you won't take them too seriously. This girl wasn't giving me that vibe and the vibe I got was that she views me as some sort of servant and the fact that her mom didn't correct didn't sit well right with me. From that I realized this girl was just spoiled brat. Mind you, I was scanning about 50 items the mom bought so they spend about 20, 30 minutes with me and this girl was kept repeating herself. So I decided today is the say she learned the consequences of, of her actions. After scanning all the items I placed them in a big bag and then scanned the toy, last placed it in a small bag, tie it so tight and then placed it in another bag, tied that and put in another bag. The girl got mad and was screaming at me going, I told you not to put it in a bag. I ignored and told her mom how some parents have came back saying the toy broke or got lost so as an extra precautions thing, I like to help my customers get their item home in one piece, was a lie BTW, and the mom bought it. I still heard the girl screaming the same thing over and over again as they walked to the parking lot. This wasn't a big thing, but sometimes I remember this and just think about how parents need to raise their kids better than being a spoiled brats. Our next story is flamingos are so last year let's decorate for every holiday ever. Town revenge against a neighbor. So if you read my post about flamingos you might remember that I have a neighbor that everyone dislikes. So this past Christmas he decided to write a very nasty letter directed at everyone that put up Christmas decorations. He was upset that the decorations would ruin his property value. I really don't see how. So here is our new plan. The flamingos are out and enter a community chat. We created a community chat that he didn't join and our plan is to decorate our entire neighborhood for every holiday. We have the mayor and town board in agreement. We just flooded the neighborhood with Valentine's Day decorations, now it's St. Patrick's Day and so on. I never knew how many holidays there were in the US till we started this. The best part is he has threatened to sue the entire town. Let's see how well that works. Sometimes you don't need to get destructive to get even. Sometimes a little community pride will do the trick. So if you're ever rolling through a very old looking town and see it decorated heavily for a holiday, you might be in my hometown. Our next story is person insults my father's sanity. I make her question her own. Well, first post here. This happened a while back. Parents freshly divorced. I'm going to be blunt. I blatantly preferred my father. He was just so much nicer than my mom. Not saying I don't love my mom. Anyways, my dad divorced my mom and my mom got custody. After, then I spent a ton of time at a friend's house, like sleepovers every Friday sort of thing. Somehow, as my friend's mother was picking me up from school, the topic somehow shifted to my parents. She said my father was broken in the head for divorcing my mom. I was quite offended by this because I love him very much and she had only met him once. After this, for the next two months, I moved things she put down a few inches away or to another table when she left the room. Once, I even swapped the contents of boxes around. I would mispronounce things on purpose, 
and when corrected I acted like I said that. After a while she really was starting to freak out and stuff thinking she actually was going crazy. I stopped a little while after that. Was it wrong? Yes. Our next story is John went out and got a degree. This is the story of our CEO who I admire and respect became CEO. He had been SVP for a few years now and the owner of the company wanted him to take over as CEO as the owner was going retire and the company was going transition into more of a corporate governing structure. Some of this had already been completed, like they had a board of directors, etc. The debate over who would be the CEO came down to two people. John. He was hired by this company straight out of college when he was 21. He grew from the bottom up. He had worked in basically every department, lead every department, and understand the company inside and out. Alex came into the company as a VP. He has an MBA and experience in the industry. He was the second favorite to become CEO. In an early discussion, the board apparently wanted to vote on who would become the interim CEO before the owner retired. They wanted this to be an 18-month run-up as taking over was considered a big deal. Alex knew John was the primary contender and had him beat out by a few votes. So Alex brought up the fact that in the company bylaws it stated the executive officers, CEO, CTO, CIO, CFO, all had to have college degrees and therefore John wasn't qualified. This caused the meeting come to an end. I believe at this point Alex felt he had John beat, so John went to the owner and had a conversation. At the next meeting, the CEO stated he intended on doing one year longer. The board was shocked, but nothing said the CEO had to retire when he said he would. That's when John went into action. You see, John had 90 college credits. His brother was also the assistant dean at the local community college. John was an English major when this company hired him 35 years prior. The local community college quickly admitted John as a senior into their English lit major. Due to John's 35-plus years of business, three required business classes were given to him. John also loved math. He clapped his final math class. This gave John 102 credits, 0.18 credits shy. So John enrolled in the 12 credits for the spring semester. He completed those and finished up his last six credits in the eight-week summer semester. In the Q3 board meeting, the CEO announced he was prepared to allow the board to vote on his replacement come the Q4 meeting. The CEO made it clear he considered the two frontrunners, John and Alex. Alex brought up the fact that John needed a degree. John smiled, reached into his briefcase, and pulled out his diploma from the community college, clearly showing he graduated with honors with a major in English Lit. In the Q4 board meeting, John won by a landslide to become the next CEO. Our next story is roommates stopped contributing, so we left them nothing. This happened during my junior year of college. I, Claire, lived with five other women. I'll call them Abby, Brooke, Danny, Ella, and Fran. When we signed the lease on the house, we agreed to a one-year deal, June 1st, May 31st. The house was off campus and unfurnished, so we needed things to make it feel like home. Prior to moving in, we all sat down and decided what we needed for the house and who was going to bring what, and also settled on a chore schedule. We also decided that we'd have a household supply fund set up so we could buy things we all would use like toilet paper, paper towels, dish detergent, and laundry detergent. As it turns out, Danny, Ella, Francesca, and I brought most of the stuff we needed like a couch, small dining table, dishes, silverware, drinking glasses, cookware, food storage containers, etc. Things went pretty well during fall semester. Shortly after that, however, things started to decline. Abby's boyfriend Andy basically moved in with us and the two of them started acting like they owned the place. 
left a dirty dish in the sink, they'd leave a passive-aggressive note about how rude it was to do that. Come home after the library closed at midnight, Abby and Andy went to bed at 10, and if you woke them up, there was heck to pay. Pretty soon, Brooke and her boyfriend Brad were acting in much the same way. By early February, it was clear to Danny, Ella, Fran, and me that we did not want to live with Abby and Brooke another year. The four of us found a different off-campus place and signed a lease. We let Abby and Brooke know, and from then on, the two of them, plus their boyfriends, went from partial jerks to complete jerks. They do things like stop the clothes washer mid-wash, take our clothes out, dump them on the floor, and start their own laundry. They'd use up all the hot water by taking super long showers. They'd write return to sender on our mail. They destroyed flowers our boyfriends sent or brought to us. They refused packages. They stopped contributing to the shared supply fund and stopped doing chores. About a week before Memorial Day, Ella got a call from the landlord on our new place saying the previous tenants had moved out and we could move in early if we'd like at no charge. Danny, Ella, Fran, and I discussed it and decided to get out of our current house ASAP but didn't tell Abby and Brooke of our plans. Memorial Day weekend rolls around and Abby, Brooke, and their boyfriends head out of town to go camping while the rest of us put our plan into action. With the help of friends, Danny, Ella, Fran, and I got all of our stuff moved out, and when I say all, I mean all. Living room furniture, dining room furniture, dishes, silverware, cookware, food storage containers, baking supplies, shower curtain, rugs, lamps, vacuum, broom, dustpan, etc. We also decided that since neither Abby nor Brooke had contributed to the shared household supply fund since March, the toilet paper, paper towels, dish detergent, laundry detergent, and so forth was ours, so we took all of that too. Abby, Brooke, and their boyfriends were shocked to return from their camping trip to an empty house. What made our petty revenge even sweeter was that on their way home from the camping trip, all four of them got food poisoning and were really, really sick. The scathing texts we got about moving out unannounced and taking all shared household goods, especially the toilet paper, priceless. Danny, Ella, Fran, and I are great friends, still get a good laugh about the situation about 12 years later. None of us have heard from Abby or Brooke since graduation. Our next story is greedy owner tries to rip off my friend, ends up paying him double. My first job out of college was for a local TV station. The owner was, and still is, the worst human being I've ever met. This guy has money, but he will cheat and lie. Anything to get out of paying his bills. When I started working there, the owner had just signed a contract with DirecTV to become part of their broadcast package. Since they were at the time purely a local TV station, this meant that we had about two months to upgrade our system so that we can start broadcasting to DirecTV customers in the entire Bay Area. Every day that we fail to do this past the deadline means that the owner would suffer a penalty, per the contract. Not knowing about how any of this works, the owner hired a friend of mine to come in as a freelance consultant. My friend told him that for about $1.15k USD, he can get a system that will automate the entire process, which of course this guy didn't want to pay. He tasked my friend with finding a cheaper way, around half, and to pay for all the hardware up front and get reimbursed later. Knowing what a piece of crap this guy is, I warned my friend not to front the money because he wouldn't get paid back. The guy just smiled and said, watch me. So he made it work, we went live on schedule and the owner was happy. Then my friend went in and presented the guy with the bill. Immediately the usual excuses starts. Oh, I'm a little short this month, can I pay you later? Etc, etc. 
Then my friend pull out the trump card. Not only did my friend threaten to take all the equipment back and takes the station off the air, he reveals that in order to get the uplink working for cheap, someone had to come in every day and code the broadcast manually. It's not a terribly complicated procedure, takes less than five minutes. But of course, no one else at the station knows how to do it but him. So either the owner can pay him what he's owned, plus a $2,000 per month consulting fee, or the station goes dark and he starts paying the penalty to DirecTV. The freaker paid fast. So instead of $15,000, he ended up shelling out more than double that amount as my friend lapped up his $2K slash month fee for close to a year before he felt bad and finally teach someone there how to do it. Moral of the story, only thinking about short-term gain will always cost you more in the long run. And with that being said, that's the end of today's video. If you can get enough pro-revenge stories, click the video to my left. If you want to watch my most recent video, click the video on the right. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.